somehow Colin returned. And not because of dark signs or cloning, but because of the love from Wits' script and casting views. I would say it's nice to have you back, but after that, probably not. <laughs> I know. You caught me like surprise there, mate. Um, how you doing, Colin? Yeah, I'm good. Um, glad to be here for our 100th episode spectacular. Yeah. How's your vacation uh, going on a different, a different podcast? Um. It's quite good for the mental health. Like I didn't get uh, slagged off near as much, which is quite nice. <laughs> well, to be fair, I think um, the people have spoken and they want James and me just to carry on the podcast. I think you're, you're teasing it, son. That's not, <laughs> what I was, that's not what I was seeing on X today. I know, you've got a wee cult following. That's not fair. <laughs> you're, you're like Big Trouble in Little China, just a wee, a wee cult classic, <laughs> aren't you? <laughs> yeah, people will appreciate me in a... 20 years <laughs> a lot of love for Colin out there well hopefully a lot of love for Seismic Cinema as well so it's our 100th episode um, looking all the way back to our first ever episode which was the, the Book, of Boba, Book of Boba Fett episode 1 and uh, falling in the path of that train wreck is what could be considered another train wreck in the Star Wars sequels oh good link um, I decided to make my screen name Colin Skywalker because if, if Ray can do it then anybody can eh? Aye, uh, that's true Yep, and I'm Big Papa Palps just because I'm just one big plot hole in it <laughs> I was uh, forced to change my name to Star Wars reference I'm sorry, <laughs> James your end today You should have just put that you should have just put that as your screen name <laughs> oh, Right, so Make sure, and I've added that wee bit in there, make sure you follow Seismic Cinema and Seismic Soccer on, I don't know if they're on Facebook, but they're on X, and they're on X, I don't know what else they're on yet, but they're on somewhere. Uh, but Seismic Cinema are definitely on all those places. Um, and you can also check out our episodes on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Pods, and all the other pods. And you can contribute to helping James get a nice microphone by donating at Buy Me a Coffee slash Seismic Cinema. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he'd appreciate that. Well, yeah. definitely. I think my, the, the sound of my voice um, is as good a crisper quality than yours. So, um, yeah, help me out, folks. Yeah. See, see, before we get into reviews, our hundred because it's our hundredth episode. Um, just like to say, well done to you, Colin, because literally ninety-nine out of the hundred episodes that you've done. <laughs> You've probably been the main kind of driving force behind it all. You kind of just brought me on at the start, just as a kind of wee, just see how it would work out. I thought we'd last about <laughs> three or four episodes, then we get bored, uh, or it just would be like, "What are we doing? This is stupid." But you know, it just becomes part becomes part of the week, doesn't it? Yeah. So you, you've done well consistently, wise, because it could have been easy just to kind of have one of these wee lulls and then not get back to it, and. It's great to have the new guys come in, you know, expanding and making it a better, better, um, a better venture. So, like Jamesy Boy, we've got Gary, we've got Daniel. So, yeah, it's looking forward to 100 more. But just to say, congratulations to you, Colin. Not because I felt bad for slagging you last week, so it would be a nice day this week. I was, was... going to say that there. I was just thinking last week you were talking so much. I mean, Paul did a lot of editing last week, trust me. <laughs> Um, and then this week he's blowing smoke up there last week. I don't know what's going on here. Uh, no, uh, I'm, I'm just a people pleaser. 
<laughs> that, that was more heartfelt than his wedding speech. I Scarlet didn't write it for me. <laughs> no, congratulations, well. guys, on it all. Um, I do appreciate you bringing me on board on that as well. So, um, on to 100 more, therefore. No, it's been good. Um, and I think it all goes back to the our slogan of the power of escapism. And I must admit, I think doing the podcast has really helped uh, during like challenging times you have in life. Do you know what I mean? I think just breaking away from it and talking about stuff for a wee hour is pretty good. I agree. Aye, 100%. It's definitely added something that was missing. <laughs> the missing ingredient. Yeah. Right. So in terms of recent episodes, yeah, Paul and James... You were doing a big trouble in Little China last week. Indeed. Um, Indeed. And before that, the last episode was Seismic Soccer 2, wasn't it? It was. That seems so long ago. Aye, it was. I know. I kind of wish I'd just done the 100 now. It feels kind of weird. That it's kind of like when a footballer plays for like 99 consecutive games and just requests to be a sub in the, the 100th game, but never mind. I was just going to say, is that you can take you off halfway through then so you can get around for applause? Yeah, might as well. Just continue. <laughs> take, take, take me off in the 100th minute. <laughs> um, anyway, before people tune out, I suppose we better get into what we're doing. So, going to review the Star Wars sequels, starting with number seven, share some views from our friends on Twitter, and then on to episode eight, episode nine, and then a wee summary at the end uh, with lots, of, lots to talk about in the middle. Hey. So. Indeed. First part of the sequel trilogy, The Force Awakens. So I'm going to do my teacher thing. I'm going to pick on Paul, who didn't have his hand up to get the ball rolling here. Uh, Thoughts uh, on Force Awakens? So, um... I think I went to see this the day after it came out in cinemas. And I remember seeing the opening crawl came on, like everybody like stood up and started clapping in the cinema. And I've never been in a cinema when that's happened. Did you join in? No, I I was too embarrassed of it like that. I'm just too so awkward. I hate this. I hate this. No, I'm not standing up. Um, So I watched that. Um, in cinemas and I think it's kind of like a theme for me these I've watched them all in cinemas when they first came out and I've came out thinking wow you know that's pretty good just the kind of kind of sheer excitement the sheer adrenaline from it all I think wow that was awesome and don't get me wrong like I've probably said this a few times over the episode like visually this movie is great like all three of them are like visually stunning movies um, and I thought with this you know it was like a great reintroduction um, back into the Star Wars universe after such a long time of like having nothing really um, and it did kind of follow some familiar beats that we'd all seen in old, the older Star Wars films which I didn't mind at the time wasn't too bothered by it uh, introduced some great characters uh, and then it was one of these films like I don't know like you know when you start listening to other people and 
it starts to skew your opinion of it. I've listened to like YouTube uh, shows and stuff or podcasts, and they would start to go on about the rehashing of like the trench run and stuff like that um, from the New Hope, and that kind of skewed it for me. But um, yeah, I initially I enjoyed it a lot. Then it just kind of fell to bits. But in the in this one, I'm going to say a New Hope Mark Two. It's a good foundation for what the trilogy could have been. Like it's a good stepping off point, and a lot of characters were introduced that could have been great. But I'll let you carry on. With it. I first seen this film a few days ago. <laughs> just just joking. <laughs> Nah, I don't remember when exactly when I seen it. I seen it in the pictures for sure. I don't remember exactly when. Obviously, Paul. It, it came out during our probation year. Aye. Um, I, I don't remember. Christmas of our my first my probation year it came out. I mean, it was Christmas time, definitely. Um, but can't tell you when exactly when I seen it. But I really enjoyed it. Um, obviously, I'm, I'm was a big Star Wars fan as you guys and. I know you like Star Wars for when we were at uni and that together, do you know what I mean? And that's all you guys spoke about, to be fair. Um, but really not. Um, no, no, I really enjoyed the film. I just kind of took it for what it was. I didn't like all. I didn't kind of go into too much reviews on it all. I just kind of took it for what it was. I enjoyed it. It was, you know, visually, it was amazing. A lot of the good characterization into just new characters, character building. Um, it was just good to see that and the, the suspense of um, looking Leia, Han Solo, you knew we were in it, but when would they appear, etc. Um, that was all good. I liked it. Um, and I think it was a, a good introduction to the three films that we're going to review. I don't really pay attention, to be fair, to any of the kind of plot holes as much as you guys, I reckon. It's more Paul than me. Uh, I think, I don't know, I think it's very hard to please Star Wars fans. I think they've got, like, and you might disagree here, but whenever I speak to one, it's like they're totally set in their ways, and it's like, well, hold a minute, you can't do that. No, I, I try, and you should never have done that. And I'm like, well, it's good to try and do, you know, try different things. And, all right, it may not pay off, it may not be good enough, but. I think for this film here, um, and I won't go into any spoilers, but I think that the rest, but I think this film here was a good um, building block for the three. Um, and we can go into more detail, but I, I I, really enjoyed it. I know what you're saying, but I feel like there's a difference between trying new things and downright contradicting something that's been set up previously, which both, both kind of happen uh, during these films, I would say. Um, I've got a lot of fun memories of this film. Um, I remember when, do you remember, Paul might remember, when the, the first cast, the table read photo was released and they were all just sitting in the circle and you had like Harrison Ford and Mark Hamill. Um, you should look it up if you've not seen it. Um, it's really good that. And I had a, Paul was saying, I was in my first year as a teacher when this was like, promoted to come out and I had a daily countdown on my, my board for like the last month before it came out so I think I saw it maybe three or four times in the cinema I went up to Glasgow to see it in the, in the big cinema as well it was it was a good time um, I must admit I really enjoy this film and I don't really 
Paul talks about the kind of rehashing, but I always go back to George Lucas's famous quote of that Star Wars is like poetry and it, it rhymes and like we ex- we'll experience similar things in our lives that our families have experienced before us and things do repeat and I know there's a the whole thing about BB-8 fulfilling the R2-D2 role but I absolutely love BB-8 I think he's like the most adorable little dude ever like how can you not love that guy um, so it didn't particularly bother me um, in that sense yeah, did you have the wee BB-8 remote control? I've got a BB-8 and an R2-D2, and actually that like evil BB-8 from Last Jedi, BB-9E, the black one that's in Battlefront. I've got them, the kind of app-controlled droids. Yeah. You control with your phone, yeah, the Sphero ones. Mm-hmm. No, I had the BB-8 one as well. Um, I was just saying, like, I was just going to say, because like James was saying, uh, like Star Wars, man, it's like hard to please. Not like I'm not really. I I do love Star Wars, um, but you know, like I'm not one of these people that like have read the books, have gone to like Legends. I've literally just watched the movies, watched the TV shows, and that's me kind of thing. And like, I don't know, like Colin saying that like some of it does contradict things that have been set up before. Um, but I think I was just expecting something a bit more original because like in like the previous movies we've seen the death star one get blown up death star two get blown up and then this was just like a planet-sized death star getting blown up and it's just like it's just the same thing happening yeah. over again I, I agree with you on that although I, I don't mind similar themes reappearing i think they should have went away from like super weapons and as much as we like them and they look cool in this film the stormtroopers and like the first order is basically just the empire there's no real differences between it so yeah i do think they should have went down like a more original route yeah it, it does kind of make it as if like the first six movies didn't really do anything to abolish the empire because it just basically happened again mm-hmm. i know um that that aspect was disappointing but i think james from a filmmaking standpoint you must have loved all the kind of practical effects that they went down for this film aye it was a uh, it's pretty good there's like was, um, i don't know if we're going to break, break it down scene by scene but aye the practical effects in the film were were phenomenal um just visually stunning there was uh, one in jakku um it was quite early in the film and there's like a wee bird just like pecking Picking something in the sand, I quite like that. But yeah, that's, that's right. Is it start? I like all um, the creatures in masking at his castle. Oh, that's another. That's like that's like this trilogy's like a uh, most uh, Isley Cantina, isn't it? I pretty much. I I don't think it that way, but I you're right. It's also in Battlefront. Battlefront Two. Yeah, by the way, how good those games? Like they look good. I'm still <laughs> I still play Battlefield. Uh, Battlefield. 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 Uh, I still play that. It's, I think I saw a lot, of, a lot of hate for what was when it started. But anyway, that's a different podcast. Like that's a games podcast. I think it'd be good to break down some of the main characters, and then as we go on, we can talk about how they've kind of evolved over time. So, Paul, was there a in this movie? Was there a particular standout character that you enjoyed? Yeah, uh, I think 
for me personally, uh, the most intriguing one was Finn. Um, like, you know, I me. Mean, I think I've said that in a previous podcast. Like, long live the Empire. That's me. Uh, <laughs> they did nothing wrong. Uh, <laughs> um, basically, I was I was intrigued to see the angle of like an imperial insider, like a turncoat. Um, I keep saying imperial, but it's first order. Um, like the how they're going to bring humanity to the first order, and mm-hmm. I thought they were going to explore that a lot more. Uh, but like talking this movie in isolation, I quite liked his his character just going from like seeing his comrades getting killed, um, the kind of horrors of war, like maybe a bit of PTSD kind of kicking in for him. And then turning to the good side, uh, making connections, turn out to be a wee bit of a hero. Uh, I did think he got a wee bit kind of cocky, snarky throughout the film, which I didn't really like. I liked that he was a bit more kind of humble about things, but uh, he was the character that kind of intrigued me the most. Don't get me wrong, there was a lot of characters that were like really intriguing, but Finn for me kind of was the one I was most interested in, just because seeing it from the First Order's eyes, like how that would go. I think it'd be quite fun if, like, each movie we pick out a different character, and then when we get to Last Jedi, we can't use the ones from before. Like, we can still talk about their development, but we could just introduce somebody that we quite liked in each of the films. Fair enough. It'd be quite right, fun. Okay. Okay, that yeah. for us, spunked my first answer. And... <laughs> <laughs> no, but we'll come back to Finn, because he does have a an interesting journey across the trilogy so james is there a particular character from force awakens that you now you've said that now you've said that um because there's a few here that i want to mention um but i think maybe the one i was going to mention i might mention later on in another film unless you mention um i'm going to mention kylo ren um simply because i think that the introduction to him in the film and his background um was really really good well done i think the actual presence like obviously it wasn't darth vader but i liked the mask i liked the way that you know he, he, he spoke as well um kind of like kind of bane bane-esque mm-hmm. You know what I mean from Batman? It's just kind of the way it was. I don't know who Bane is. <laughs> he, um, just assume, he just assumes our, I've not seen anything. <laughs> our, our audiences might not know. If in doubt, but that's true. Um, Bane. Well, well, Bane from the Nolan universe, anyway, certainly. Um, he spoke like him with the mask on, and I think um, just with his lightsaber as well, I just think it, like, on par with Darth Maul, I think, in terms of um, antagonists from the first film. Obviously, his character develops mm. further and further through the film. Um, but I just think it's an introduction to the, the to him and as an antagonist was was pretty good. I enjoyed it. What did you make of him being Han and Leia's son? Because there was a lot of there was a lot of like. What's the word? Speculation about who Ray was going to be, who Finn was going to be, like who they're going to be connected to. Did were you surprised that it was Han Leia's son, or did you think he was someone else? 
either of you? Uh, I don't. I don't really think getting of it to be honest. Um, like when I seen him, I just thought he was a dark side force user. I, when does he reveal that he's handsome? It's, like, it's like halfway through. He's talking to halfway Snow. Through. Right. Okay. Yeah, because like when first when you like see when you first see him, like you just think he's like a badass like force user because like straight off the bat you see him using powers that we've never seen before, like when he freezes the blaster bolt in mid air. Mm-hmm. And like James was saying, like the map between the mask, the new style lightsaber, and Adam Driver's like a phenomenal actor, like just in general. Like I thought he killed it in this film. Um and him being their child, I think it made for an interesting interesting arc through the through the movies. Um but when I seen that I was like, man. They must have really messed up their parenting classes for that for us to happen. Um, but I quite like how in this one he's a bit like a petulant child, like we'll talk about later on, but like some of his behaviour is a bit um you probably see it in your classrooms, probably. Well, I'm just picturing him that scene where he's just destroying the console with his lightsabers and then the wee guys coming up behind him trying to ask him questions. <laughs> Yeah, nope, not anything today. else <laughs> <laughs> did you did you feel like he lost his because I think with the mask he was quite intimidating see when he took the mask off did you think he lost that or did you think it added a bit more like realism to him personally I think he, he lost that intimidation factor I think not knowing so who's the maybe because they, they wanted the audience to like relate well, to him a bit more well, possibly like the mask on you don't know who's behind it it's that suspense mystery Whereas if the mask is off, you're, you you know the identity is there, um, and it's to kind of build up for future films, possibly, is to get you warm to them, um, possibly. I mean, but I I would prefer it personally if the mask is on all the time, just because I like that fact that kind of idea of being intimidating and, and ruthless as an antagonist. Do you know what I mean? Do you think yeah. his scenes with Ray might not have been as powerful with the mask on, though? Oh, that's true. Aye. They, they needed to Aye. be cool. Sh- 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 Should we fancy them otherwise? <laughs> um, <laughs> just came into my mind there, and I think it's something we can add, because obviously there's a lot of big names in this, but there's two, just off the top of my head, there's two like really big cameos in this film. Do you know or remember who they are? Uh, is it the boy out of the Raid movie? No. Okay. I've seen a bit of trivia as well, mate. The martial arts expert. <laughs> I'm, I'm wasted, man. I'm wasted. I'm wasted. I love the Raid. Although, That's one of my favourite films. The Raid is amazing. I, I, I already, it, are you talking about the criminal syndicates? On Yes. Yeah. I knew that. I've never seen the Raid. I will watch it if you want me to. But oh, yeah, I knew way, that... That should be an episode for us, the Raid, because that's the right. crazy movie. I knew there was an actor from that though because when I was watching like a Force Awakens trivia one it mentioned that um, so there's somebody who's a stormtrooper and then there's someone who's like a junk dealer oh you'll know at least one of these probably both I would have thought if you didn't both. I'd be surprised do you know both? both? I know my, my Star Wars trivia man okay and you go then? I guess I'm doing then I James will guess then James right, I'm going to guess just a random guess a stormtrooper. Is it male or female? Male. Male. Uh, uh, I, 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 I'll give you a hint for one, right? 
Fuck Colin has a signed thing from him. Um, Simon Pegg. Yep. <laughs> Do you not know Simon Pegg was on this? I did not, no. I've met Simon Pegg. But... No, you haven't. I have. I should have picture. <laughs> it, was, it was fake. Me and Simon Pegg are, are, are best, of, best of mates, mate. Aye. Simon, Peg, Simon Peg told Colin he was going to be in the film before he, before he knew it. I'm going to get one of the guests to Isaac Cinema. Just you wait. <laughs> so he was the, you know, the, the Umkar Plutt, the big junk dealer guy who tried to buy BB-8 off Ray. Uh-huh. That's him inside the fat suit. Oh, man. That's I know he's a big Star Wars fan. I know he's a big Star Wars fan. 24 yeah. Well, do you know who the Stormtrooper is? Eh... Uh, the dead 007. Daniel, Daniel Craig. Craig, yeah. He's one of the stormtroopers. He's the one that Ray, like, forced a uh, mind trick. I think, oh, yeah. nice. Um, so that was two big cameos. Um, it was good. We all must have shed a wee tear, even when, especially when the trailer came out. See, when you see Han and Chewie coming back on board the Falcon again, like, that was... That was some good times. Yeah, I think that's another point in the summer when everybody was like, yeah. And I was like, hey, <laughs> summer didn't, the movie's on. Come on, come on. I know. Um, Can't see what did you make of What did you make of Harrison Ford in, in this movie? Mate, he's a famous classic. He could say anything, and I'd be like, he's a man. <laughs> I thought he was brilliant, personally. No, I, I enjoyed his, his, his role. Um I mean, I'm not going to lie, I think it, there was, you know, part of me was like, oh, I don't know if he could pull it off again, whatever, but I, I, I thought it was great in the whole film, well, for what it was in. For for someone who didn't really like the Han Solo character, I, I did think he gave a really uh, good performance. Yeah, I think I had like a wee kind of bit of like a... We splash of Indiana Jones in there as well. Like, you know, when he's like, he's about to try to talk his way to situations and stuff. He's just like, try to just bullshit his way through. I like, that's kind of like Indiana Jones when he gets caught. I liked his, the bit I found particularly emotional was the line about how he didn't used to believe in the force, but now it's true, all of it. And, um, like, it just takes you back to that scene on In a New Hope when he's calling it like a bunch of mumbo jumbo. Uh-huh. Something I noticed, and it's jumping ahead a wee bit, but I would forget it otherwise. Finn basically repeats what Han said in that scene in Rise of Skywalker. You just oh, watched it, James. Oh, um, so he, he says, like, it's true, like that kind of thing, which was, oh, I thought that was quite good to see because um, I like that But What did you make of the the music in the film? You can go first, Jamesy boy. I, I'm really sure to be honest with you, mate. Um, I, can't, I can't remember the music. Were uh, you, Paul? Uh, I like the individual themes that everybody had, like Kylo Ren when he was like going through the hallways and stuff. It was uh, like individual to himself, so you knew like who was coming into mm-hmm. the scene. Uh, and. I was going to say about race theme, but I know you're going to be gushed about it, Colin, so I'll let you take that away. How did you know I liked that one? Because you always talk about it. 
That's good. When she's going, when she's sliding down the hill on, on the wee thing. I really like that. Actually, those Ray's early scenes on Jakku when she's just kind of going about her business, climbing up and down the that visual. By the way, of the star destroyer lying in the sands, brilliant. Oh, talking about that, that was meant to be one of our backgrounds. Hold on, there we go. That scene was pretty epic. Um, Ray's a character that is polarizing but i actually personally quite like her as a character like i don't really get all the hate that she gets particularly like i understand some of the choices in terms of the surname she chooses that kind of thing but i think generally speaking in this film particularly i think the uh, daisy ridley's acting is really good and i quite liked her character in this film i don't know about you guys yeah i would say like Personally, like, see, through all the films, I don't really have any problem with anyone's acting. I think everyone, like, acts a hard and plays a part really well with, with whatever they're doing. Um, I just think that they're working with a lot of poor writing. Um, they're working with what they got, and I don't know. I feel like Daisy Ridley does get a hard time of it. Like, they're saying, like, oh, She's like a Mary Sue. She's got like all the powers before, like blah blah blah. blah. But I don't know if she get that much hate. Like, see if it was like a kind of Luke Skywalker character. Mm-hmm. I don't think anyone bat an eyelid. But I'm just because it's a woman. It's just like it's just like so much black going her way. It's just my personal feeling on it. Because I was thinking when soon she starts flying the Millennium Falcon, and part of you is like, should she be able to do that at this stage? But she does like bang it up quite a bit, like scrapes it off the ground and crashes it into things. It's not like she has being flawless and the same with her like lightsaber fights as well. Yeah. And plus like I would imagine a lot it's like computer assisted as well. Like I doubt she's just flying like a joystick and like there you go, boom boom done done. Mm-hmm. It's a lot a lot of uh, trickiness involved. What did you make of Ray James? I didn't mind at all actually quite enjoyed her character um in the film and throughout the whole series to be honest with you. Mm. Um, but for the, the end, um, but I think that I know you're saying, Paul, but I like the like she could be kind of known just to fly the, the, the Falcon. You mean that you just kind of do that? And I quite like the, the the fights because you knew that it was raw, the fighting, you know, she wasn't meant to be like a girl like Sable and, and just. Wreak havoc with it, do you know what I mean? You can see the fight scenes um, with the Sabre fights. That it was the perfect. And I, and I know what you're saying it could be like, you know, generated and all that sort of stuff, but even then, I still think it was pretty decent, you know what I mean? So I didn't really mind her character. Um, I think the acting was great from her, actually. Um, who plays her again? Uh, Daisy Ridley. Daisy She's Ridley. in Murder on the Orient Express as well. I've seen um, that. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, I've seen them. Yeah. No, but that's good. That means that acting was good, mate. I, I said I don't have a problem. I don't have a problem with any character really. Um in the film, I don't think. See that but Ray's uh Daisy Ridley's acting, I thought and I thought in Last Jedi it was a wee bit off at times. It was some of the scenes with we'll come to but some of the scenes with Luke they were just a wee bit slapstick, I thought, uh in Last Jedi, but we'll come back to that uh, uh, when we when we get to that. Um Something that annoys me about this, not annoys me about this film, it's not this film's fault, but what they ultimately did or 
didn't did in a better way with Snoke. I feel like as great as Andy said, just said didn't did. He said didn't did. I didn't didn't do. Somebody needs to take a trip to the English department. Anyway, um, I feel like Snoke's ending, and then the reveal in Rise of Skywalker. I feel like when you're watching the Snoke scenes, they lose all their. Like they were quite intriguing at that point because there was a lot of talk about him being like Darth Plagueis and different things. But the fact he's basically just like a clone of Palpatine that Palpatine was like orchestrating, it's a bit like I don't know. Do you feel looking back, or Paul didn't really look back because I didn't watch them? But um, how do you feel now about Snoke's scenes in this film? Do you feel they lose a bit of their gravitas because of how it ends up? I'd rather yeah. James first because Paul didn't rewatch it. No. Um... I thought Snoke was a good, a good character. To be honest with you, I thought he, it was officially it was a rip off of a um, Davros, a Doctor. Out, to be honest with you, um, I mean I more the the fact that the reveal he was a clone of Palpatine and it was Palpatine oh, right, right. controlling him. Do you think that takes away from the Force Awakens in terms of his characterization a bit? Probably, probably actually, because it's just like a, I don't know, is it rehashing? Again. Well, he's got no. He, he's not really got any agency in himself. Like if he's, Aye. they didn't really go into detail. But the fact he's just like a puppet of Palpatine. It's a bit like, ah, he's that because Palpatine says that, didn't he? Um, in the third one. But I, I just think um, it does take does take away, um, kind of his his character a bit because I actually quite like Snow, uh, Snoke as a character. Mm -hmm. um, I liked him as well. I liked his his gold gown. <laughs> and I thought it was no, just a, a shame. I like his voice. Andy Serkis killed it, man. Actually, good. I I could Google that. Who to, who did the voice? Andy Serkis is also in. He's in the Last Jedi, isn't he? Andor as well. He's in Andor, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, what did what do you think about Snoke retrospectively? Uh, I can imagine. I can see where you're coming from. Like you're watching it again, you're just kind of like. It's a waste of time. The scenes he's, now. It's a bit like he's, he's basically just a puppet. Mm -hmm. It may as well just be a puppet on strings. And like, T. Palpatine, like, did he have powers that he could like manipulate people through holograms? Because I feel like Snoke, Snoke seems like way overpowered for what Palpatine was. Well, I think we'll get to Pal we'll get to Palpatine a lot when we get to Episode Nine. Right. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Um, I, but no, I would say yeah. I think. <laughs> Like obviously because the batons were getting passed from each movie to each movie, that I think the found the founding idea was really intriguing, and this could have been like Finn, like an amazing villain that anything could have happened with. He could have been from anywhere, could have opened up so many doors, and then I think they just pissed it away. So it is a bit sad looking back at it and thinking it's such a waste to have mm. something looking this good, sounding this good ultimately being uh, just a waste of space yep i feel like that's a good place to kind of round up on this film because we'll come back to elements of it probably as we progress as well do you know what i mean yeah um so um paul do you want to go first what would your seismic stars be for the force awakens uh i would probably go I'm gonna go seven. Like, 
I think I keep in my head, I keep bundling it together, to get together, together with um, like the whole trilogy as a whole. And mm-hmm. I think that's fair. Alone in itself, it's a pretty decent movie. Like, it's got a lot of ambitious, ambitious ideas. Having to bring in a lot of new characters, and I think the majority of them, they managed to make it make it work. Like it was the MD, I thought, like, well, they're kind of out of place, or you know, what are they doing here? Um, like I was saying, visually stunning. Uh, the action was great. Yeah, had me absolutely gripped from uh, the moment they landed on uh, Jakku with the drop ships for the first order. That battle. And yeah, I absolutely loved it. Like, I think looking back at it, because like I was saying, I'm kind of a bit skewed by the other films. I'm thinking that I should hate this film, but I don't actually. I pretty, I enjoyed it, so I'm going to go for a solid seven. That's very mature of you, Paul. It doesn't happen very often. Um, it's, it does have a lot of rewatchability still. I would say. I think it's one you could just sit down on a Saturday night and just have a good time. Switch your brain off. Yeah, I think if I had the choice of all three, this would be the, my, my go-to one. Cool. James, what about you? What would you give this one out of 10? Just gonna be, I, I won't disregard any other film, really, before. Yeah, just we'll do an over. Out. We'll do an overall trilogy at the end. So I'm going to go for a seven as well, mate. Um, I really like the characters. Introduction of the characters. The reintroduction of characters. Um, I enjoyed the story. And I think, like like you say, Colin has got a. You can rewatch it from time to time and no feel bored. You know, like there's mm-hmm. films you would you watch and you go, you know what, it's on and it's just it's just on in the background. Whereas if I watch mm-hmm. this, I watch it from start to finish, um, and it's still just a, a something playing in the background, while I'm on my phone or something. Do you know what I mean? So, I I think I'm going to get a a seven as well. I think it's paced really well uh, in the sense of it's got a lot of action. Like one scene I love is when uh, Han and Finn are fighting the stormtroopers on Takodana and then Poe arrives in his X-Wing and taking that's one hell of a pilot. I really like that scene. Um, but see if we compare it to Rise of Skywalker. I felt that was a really well, like a really kind of fast-paced film, but I don't think they took any time to actually breathe. Whereas in Force Awakens, I think they did slow down at times with Ray on Jakku and like the conversations with Han and Leia reuniting, which was really nice. So I felt that I thought the pace was spot on with this one. Yeah, I agree. Um, we also forgot to mention the the last scene, um, the amount of times I rewatched that when Ray's walking up and you see Luke for the first time in like however many years just standing on the hill and all the speculation which maybe wasn't <laughs> worth it for that bit in the end um, but it was really good so I'm torn between I think I'm going to go 8 out of 10 and I think part of it's retrospectively like my favourite word probably on the podcast um, in terms of the Snoke scenes maybe not landing as well now, but I also think I didn't think the space battle was up to much, as you said. Although I didn't mind like the BB eight R2D2 links, the I felt that the space battle was quite forgettable. And then the whole kind of Star Killer, Star Killer base thing. I think the stuff with Han and Ray 
Um, Chewbacca and Co was really gripping, but I wasn't really that interested in the, the space battle. So, yeah, I think I'll go eight out of ten for those reasons. What did you guys make of the the kind of space battle in this one? Yeah, I thought it was decent, but it was just it was kind of a a basically like a trench run, wasn't it? Um, it wasn't very memorable, was it? No, no, and I don't like. Everything just seems so convenient. Um, like, you know, like when they try to get the shields down from inside, like Finn and Han and Chu try to get mm-hmm. the shields down. And then Captain Phasma just happens to be there at that certain point, at a certain time on this massive planet that is a base. And I don't know, it's just, mm. it's, it irks me. It irks me. But, um, like, Visually, again, I'll say again, visually, I, th- I thought it looked great. Um, and all I've seen the different kind of pilots as well. You have like different species of pilots now instead of just humans, uh, which is pretty decent. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think what else was there that was going on? I quite like Hux as a, a whiny baby Imperial First Order officer. That's why he played it well, and especially as like kind of almost Nazi esque speech, uh, Hitler speech. Um, I was gonna. Um, no, the only thing that annoyed me that whole after after the space battle, after Han Solo dies, which was tragic. Uh, Leia Leia hugs uh, Ray and doesn't even bother, but she, she just walks past her. Like so sad. It's so annoying. They kind of like tried to like improve on that in Rise of Skywalker when Chewie finds out that Leia's died and he gets poor raging at the end of that. I no- nothing like sorting it after the fact. Eh? <laughs> I know. I, I, seen it, I was like, that's really weird. Like, he just died and like, they're not even talking to each other. Yeah. Did you guys shed a tear when Han Solo died? I, I don't think, think I tried, but I was. I, I pretty... think somebody spoiled it for me on Twitter. I think somebody spoiled it for me on the internet. You know, like when it first came out, people were like, hashtag Han Solo dies. I was like, what? I had it ruined for me by a pupil at my old school. Oh, got her. Uh, did, you, like, did you detention them? They may or may not get sent out that period for an unrelated <laughs> reason. What's <laughs> that? Story. I don't. I mean, you can just uh, talk about the Force Awakens and don't talk about Han Solo, you know, dying. Do you know what I mean? It's mm. it's a massive part of the film, and I don't I think I expected it to be honest with you. Um, I think it was the only reason Harrison Ford came back to do it was that he could get a good death scene. Yeah, uh, I think it would be. Um, so I didn't really expect that to happen, to be honest with you. Um, it's a, it was a shocking moment, um, but I I don't I don't cry at, at the film usually, so. Um, I did not shed it here. There's a few other, although that's yeah. There's a, there's a couple of other scenes. There's like two or three scenes I think actually in eight and nine that I think are fantastic. We'll we'll come to. Just wanted to share a couple of the the tweets. So the muddy dragon three thousand said he loved it. He loved the blend of old and new being done really well. Um. And he thought that J.J. Abrams was the perfect person to kick off uh, the new trilogy. Uh, what else have we got? Views from the nosebleeds. 
says, I loved it personally. It's a fun film, good comedic moments, learned, lent perfectly into the nostalgia while also creating good new characters. I'd agree with that. It was good seeing Leia, Han, etc. as well. Uh, what else have we got? Uh, Dissect That Turkey said, it's my favourite of the sequel trilogy, even though I feel all the entry entries in said trilogy are forgettable and dumb. Um, <laughs> Is that Dissect That Film? They changed their name for Thanksgiving. They must have done, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and Strachan says, a brilliant setup for what turned out to be a pretty awful sequel trilogy. It's an interesting take. Um, we'll see if we agree at the end. Uh, this movie gave the series so much potential. There's so much I could say about these movies. There's obviously a lot we're going to say as well. Uh, Craig from What's the Script said, best of a bad bunch. Personally, I think that's a bit harsh, and I think you guys <laughs> might, um, agree. Some truly criminal writing and forced overuse of unwanted and unnecessary comedy for me. I really disagree on that one. We can come back to this. I thought the comedy was really good in this one. Particularly BB-8 giving a thumbs up with a lighter, which is the gift that was used. <laughs> um, visually stunning, but not enough to save it. Um, but he says he's happy for other people to enjoy it, which is nice. Uh, the Geeky Dad podcast said, out of all the new trilogy, I like this one the best. It looks great. Diabolical evil schemes done something. Is it bad? Done better, I think. Done better. Um, they really enjoyed it. Thought it set up an exciting new chapter. Uh, what's the script on their other account said the best of the new trilogy but i remember bursting out laughing when they said just a bigger death star i think the character i think the characters were laughing at that as well and hmm. um, so there's quite a lot of things chat tsunami it's his favorite of the three um and yeah that's i didn't read them all because there was a lot um, but i touched on every person that commented at least once there since they're a current theme, don't it? This one seems to be the most mm. positive of the three. Right, so we're going on to the, the most uh, polarizing of the three. It's time for the Jedi to end. Sure, why not? It only, goes from, it only goes downhill from here, boys. This is my baby. An ugly baby. Right, well, we start off. I think a good theme could be start off. Do we start off with the things we liked, or do I think we start off with the things we didn't like in this one, personally? Okay. And then the things we liked, because personally, there's quite a lot that I'm not that keen on, but there's actually quite a few elements of this film that I really like. For me, it is it's polarizing even within myself, uh, and I, I will. I can't remember. James said he'd defend Big Trouble to the hilt. I'm going to. De- defend aspects of this film to the hilt because there is bits I really, really love. James, what's your thoughts just overall on this one? Um, overall, do I talk about the negative aspects first? Or you no, just, just no, just an over, like a kind of, I've said I like but, lots of bits of it, but I also don't like lots of bits of it. So what's your kind of thoughts? Um, I um, I want to say they were thoroughly enjoyed, actually, this film. Um, I <laughs> I didn't on the group chat. I didn't give anything away, man. You know what I mean. So I was watching it again. And I think you know. Well, aye, this is. I thoroughly enjoyed this film. Uh, I think from start to finish, it's just action packed. We've already built on the characters. We know what you know. Um, what they've done in the past and what they're going to try and aim towards. Um, I thought that the the effects. Were brilliant. I thought the scenes, and some scenes, we we look and we were good. Some were, you know, questionable. I think, 
Um, there were some questionable scenes, even though I thought I enjoyed it, there's still some questionable scenes in it, um, which I'll come on to the negative aspects shortly. But I overall, I think, um, I'm not going to tell you if it's my favourite or not, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. That's a hint, I think. Paul, what about yourself? Uh, I can't stand this film, and <laughs> I wouldn't piss on if it was on fire. Oh, surely, just... you, surely you can't hate at all. Like, what, what, I don't, I don't that? hate at all, but most of it, like, it's one of these films. It's like it looks good on the outside, but on the inside, it's thick as mints. It's like one of these beauty pageants. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> good looking, but nothing up top. It's terrible. James, should we get rid of him there? Um, like I know James is saying, like it's action packed from start to finish, but the action is like nonsensical. Like it's just so stupid, and um, it looks flash. It looks good. Like it makes for a compelling scene. But if you like take a step back and think about it, you're thinking, why? Why is this happening? I, I, and I, I think I think this is the the pompous Star Wars fan coming at you here, though. No, oh, no, no. Maybe. Yeah, I, 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 I think maybe it's an action movie fan. Like, <laughs> like I can I can give away so much, but I don't know. Like we'll talk about it in the negative aspects soon, but there's right, quite a few start. scenes where I'm like this does they this does they make sense. Or a lot of the plots just feels like they're moving people about for no reason. Like it doesn't make any sense in the grand scheme of things. But anyway, sorry. Right. Paul's been very negative, and that's his, his right. I think that's I think we should actually flip it and talk about the positives first. I'm going to start off by saying the scene with Luke and Yoda after the kind of burning of the tree is possibly in my top five scenes of all the films. I just absolutely love that, the conversation, because Luke's so down. Yoda's just pretty chill. And there was a line that really stuck with me about, and as a teacher, it resonates as well. The whole "they are what we grow beyond," or is that? I don't know if I misquoted that. But anyway, you know the bit I mean. Um, I absolutely loved, and you didn't expect to see Yoda there. It was just Luke about to go and set fire, and then all of a sudden, Yoda just appears. And best scene in the film for me, I would say. Um, so that was just one I really liked. Fair enough. That's fair enough. Um, are you James? Was you're kind of I, I, I didn't expect I didn't expect um Yoda at all, man. So when I seen him, it was like, oh, he showed her the dancer, you know what I mean? It was, uh, it was a pleasant surprise. Um, I think I mean, this film, I think the I, I don't know, it's divisive, isn't it? But it towards the end of the film, um, even I don't know if it's my favourite bit of the film, but it's certainly for me it's most memorable anyway. Is the bit where you know Luke's using the force and he's the the battle we're in at the end. Now I I was just taking it for what it was. I don't know if you guys knew the fact that he wasn't there. It was just a projection. I, I didn't when I first watched it. It was a surprise. No, I mean, yeah. no. So obviously when the saber goes through him, you, you know, or even before that, even when the when the, the fire the the guns at him and he's still there, even though he should be, you know, mm. 
overised. Um, I thought that scene was was really good. The whole thing that when he when he when he died as well. I know that probably, there's a lot of people who probably wouldn't like that scene because he probably deserved a a kind of I don't know like a better word a a better death scene. Do you know what I mean? I think that was probably fitting for him to go. I, go that way. I thought it was beautiful. Yeah, I know. I, I agree with you, mate. I definitely. I think it was a a fitting way from ego. Um, because he knew if he did this, then it paved the way for the future. I um, think people just wanted him to turn up, like in his own words. What am I going to do? Face down the whole first order with a lightsaber, like he did it at the end of Mandalorian season two. Um, but to me he used a force power we'd never seen projected himself across the galaxy to save the resistance and and then he passed away by looking into like the suns like he looked in at the suns back in Tatooine and I liked how like Ray and Leia sensed it but they weren't sad it was kind of like that whole a life well lived like you don't need to be sad you can just celebrate the life that they had and I think you always knew Luke was going to come back as a force ghost so it, it wasn't as sad as maybe I get more mortal characters there. Um, but yeah, I'm with you. I, I enjoyed that aspect of the film. Aye. Yeah, that's quite a polarizing aspect of the film, isn't it? Because a lot of people are like, you, like you, so like, you know, he used the power that nobody had seen. It showed how powerful it became. And was willing to sacrifice himself, but a lot of people, like you were saying, James, wanted to see him, like in the thick of it, and actually yeah. do something. So I think some people kind of felt cheated a wee bit by it, um, just because he didn't actually leave that wee island at all. We just thought it was him. But uh, I'm kind of on the side of you guys. Like at the time in the cinema, I did feel a bit cheated by it, but the more you think about it, it is pretty cool. <laughs> Well, but how easy would that have been for them just to have Luke just being a total badass the whole time? To me, this... Do you know how we talked earlier about trying things? Yeah. But no, this didn't retcon anything or like contradict anything. It was just something new and different that I thought was really clever. Yeah. It was just hard because I feel like throughout that whole movie, they didn't really do his character justice at all, so... At the end up, I think maybe just the whole build up of frustration from the whole movie, maybe that kind of stirred a wee bit of people at the end. I don't know because I, I, I feel like throughout the whole movie, it just wasn't. It was just making him out to be something he wasn't. I don't know. I just feel just like me. that that ending wouldn't have been so powerful if he hadn't been so downtrodden at the start of the film. Like you, you saw him peeling back the layers of becoming himself again. See the scene when he goes in, which is one of the most emotional film scenes in the film again. When he goes on to the Falcon and R2 plays the recording of Leia. And that's the first time you see him as the twinkle in his eye of Luke from the original trilogy when he sees R2D2. He's like the pair, he's, he's his guy. He's the guy who picks him back up again. And you see, and that's when he agrees to train train Ray. So for me, it was it was a complete art from the the hermit at the end to the hero at the end of the film. I, I personally thought he had a great arc and I'll I'll die on that hill. Personally. <laughs> I don't know. I just didn't. I didn't enjoy it personally myself. I just thought there's a lot of weirdness, like the the blue titty milk and all that. And yeah, I'll agree with you. I'll agree with you on that. And when he's when he's training Ray, the bit with the feather, he's like, "Is is that the force?" Like 
the, the video I sent you as well. Like, there's some weird bits, yes, I'm not disagreeing with that, but on a conceptual level, I thought he had a good art across the film, and I think if he'd been like superhero look throughout the film, the ending doesn't work for me personally. That's my thoughts. Yeah. Anyway. No, yeah. yeah. No, that's fair enough. Personally, I, I was in my cup of tea, but I just felt like we lost Han Solo in the first film, and then we lost Luke in the second film. It was kind of like it's not. It's not going well. <laughs> I think that was, I quite liked that they did that though. I think losing one of the big guns at each film, I think Leia, Carrie Fisher's passing obviously had a massive impact on the story as a whole. Um, but I don't know. I quite liked Han and Luke's death. Not liked them as in enjoyed them, but I thought they were well done, both of them. Yeah, I don't know. First, it was me, my, my cup of tea, let's say, but each to their own. This would be quite boring if we all agreed, eh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> What about the scene in the background we've got on the screen? I know Paul Paul's going to point out the there's like an error in this scene at some point, but um, it's one of my favourite action set pieces um, in probably all the films. I just I love I really enjoyed the Praetorian Guards battle. Yeah, how good does it look, man? It does look good. Like I know I know you're saying like I'm going to say there's a mistake in it, but like. This scene that I could watch, I, I actually like this scene. This is one of the high points of the movie for me. Um, I just think it's like a really cool, a really cool fight. Like the only thing I think after it came out, I'd watched a movie, a, a YouTube video. They talk about SFX, but they had a stuntman on, and they're talking about this scene, and he like picked it apart, like forensically, and he could see people like. People had mistimed a step, or they'd held back when they should have been like, like striking and stuff like that. They missed their beat and all that. Which, like, at the time, I I, I can tell you that was just going on. I just don't understand why you'd want why you'd want to do that. Like, see if I I'm more of the view if I enjoy something, I'll just enjoy watching it. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Like, it was actually just a, a special effects video I was watching just because mm. they were quite funny, and then they had the stuntman on, and they just deep dive into the scene which was where I when I told you about that um but uh yeah I, don't, I, I like this scene like I don't mind this at all like because a couple of stuntmen didn't hit their marks like mm-hmm. it still looks really great and there's still a lot of good moves and a lot of things you don't see in Star Wars before like when they're like flip, flipping lightsabers on and off I like when Ray drops the saber and then goes down and grabs it and swoops yeah. like that but yeah. um but I, mean, I just a great idea I'm not even joking about this one. We should go to Skellig Michael because you can get a boat out to it. How cool would that be? I get seasick. But can we can we agree that Acto's one of the most visually stunning locations in Star Wars? Uh, yeah, it's nice for a desolate, windy Scotland, Scottish looking rock. My favourite shot in the film is the aerial shot of the island. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I take it as your favourite planet in this movie. In this movie? Because um... you also got this, see what Canto Bite you got create. Yeah, this yeah, this would be my favourite out of this movie, yeah. Yeah. What about you, James the Boy? What was your favourite kind of setting? Um, I think 
Well, Satan. I don't know, man. Um, I can't really planet. Planet. I don't know. I'm going with you. Um, come back to me in that one. What's yours? Uh, mine's probably Crate. I think just because the kind of white with the red underneath. I thought we'd throw an interesting concept. Uh, I thought it just looked really cool. And it was like almost like in a poster. It was all like red. Um, the red dust and all that. So I thought in the battles when like all the blasters were hitting it and stuff, it just looked really cool. So I suppose uh, I'll go with that then. Especially kind of striking. They went to a lot of pains to show that it wasn't Hoth when I think it's um it's the Rogue One director, isn't it? Gareth Edwards Aye. in the trenches. Uh-huh. <laughs> and he goes <clears throat> salt. It's like does he have to do that? Like, could we not just read that in a book somewhere that it was salt? Um, I know. I think we could tell it's not snow anyway, but it's red underneath. Yeah, I I really liked the end of the film. I liked. Um, uh, me too. The credits. Well, <laughs> we'll get to we'll get to your time to shine, but I liked the bit where the Paul Paul, who we've not actually talked about much, Paul discovers that like looks stolen for time. And then they're kind of following the like the crystal foxes, and they're following their way out. And obviously, Ray's lifting up the lifting rocks on the other side. And uh, I really like Luke's bit where he's like, "Amazing, everything you just said was wrong." And he says, "Like the the war is just beginning. I will not be the last Jedi." Um, I like that whole bit as well. Um, I'm a big fan of like motivational speeches. Let's see. Um, Jen Urso's in Rogue One when she's getting them all up for the battle, and then uh, Poe gives a speech at the end of Rise of Skywalker as well. I, I, I like I like a rousing speech. I'm, I'm a fan of rousing speeches. Po I guess that's their be, purpose. Poe was going to be the character that I was going to introduce, um, but I gave gave you Kayla Ren instead. Um, I, really I, like I actually I actually forgot to do one for the first film, so yeah, <laughs> I ruined it anyway. <laughs> We'll just, we'll, just leave, we'll just leave that. Um, but but we'll uh, Poe. I like Poe. Poe Dameron, man. I thought he was a, he was a good character. Uh, I'm going to just kind of highlight some of the, the comedic bits in this film. I didn't like. Oh, yeah, actually. I didn't like some. Um, in particular, the one where he, he's talking to General Hux and he keeps on calling them Hugs. Mm. Hug, hugs. It just went on far too long for me, man. I was like, oh, she's going to shut up now. It's just. Then it's no. ended up in a, a Yo Mama joke. Uh, <laughs> it's like one just uh, so that part I, I didn't like that part anyway. But in general, Paul Dameron I think is a, a a good character. Man, I thought he was um, his kind of um, had building up to him at the end of the Skywalker after well after Leia passing um, was quite fitting. I think I know I saw the Last Jedi, but um, do you think he was? I liked him as well, but do you think he was he was just pretty much Han Solo reincarnated again, wasn't he, in a lot of ways? I think so. I mean I think probably have to have a character like that, don't I mean? So nothing wrong with that. It's probably again mm. where Star Wars fans might disagree with me here. Um but I think having a character like that brings even though I've just kinda of contradicted myself about the humour, but just, just small doses, mm. you know, and then being 
at the same time have an impact on all the characters, you know, getting them, you know, up for the battle and things like that, and just saying the right thing at the right time. I think for him, his character, I mean, he was good with Finn in Force Awakens. He, he, he kind of built up that kind of romance mm. with Finn. Yeah. Think, a romance? Ah, uh, well, I even know. There's a lot of speculation about that. I thought initially maybe there's a bit of jealousy um, with the two with Ray, but mm. then I realised maybe then it, you know, it's no, it's just kind of possibly a bromance slash romance. I don't know. Do you know the? <laughs> do you know how? Do you know how Poe crashes, but then comes back later in Force Awakens? They were originally going to kill him off, but then I can't remember why. I think just they really liked. Oscar Isaac's performance, so then they brought him back. So I'm glad they brought him back. I must admit, aye, definitely. Yes, he's a, a charming fella. Um, see, in terms of humor, there's something I noticed in this film. I thought Finn's humor was really good in the first one. I thought the humor in general was really good in the first one. But did you notice this? Finn just starts making like weird facial expressions, like people would in the real world. There was a scene where. Do you know how they're going to find the, the code breaker goose chase? And Maz Kanata's on the video camera saying, Oh, he knows how to do everything, like making like a kind of a joke if she's be, she's been with him. Um and Finn just does this face like this. He's like, You need to look at my face for it. It's like, I can't really do the face. But he does this weird thing where he's at, did you notice it, James? You watched him quite recently. He does like kind of weird facial expressions when there's like a kind of innuendo made. I don't know is if you know it. He just no, does like I, weird faces quite a lot. It does. I find he pretty pills in weird faces. I just in general, mm-hmm. to be honest with you. Uh, yeah. I don't know, man. I just, yeah. I think it kind of goes, but like, I, I don't know if it's maybe a, a link to this or no. I don't know. But I agree with Paul. I think through the films, was it you said the Paul? I can't remember, but was it yourself, Colin? I don't know. I can't remember now. It was someone said that he becomes more and more as arrogant, or maybe cocky. I think maybe it's like he, he's starting to know too much. He's like, nah, pal, you're just in it for your uh, a film. Do you know what I mean? Just calm down a wee bit. Um, I just don't know, and I, I don't know if the cockiness comes across with facial expressions, with with innuendos, and that what you're saying. I but I just find that he pulls he pulls their faces quite regular, mm. and I um, as soon as you said pulls faces, I was like, I definitely is like, no. I, I just, felt a bit sorry for like how much did Rose get friend zoned at the end of this film, by the way. <laughs> oh man! Did you get the impression that Finn was romantic? I think he probably was. Finn was like in love with Ray. By and large, or do you think it was more of a friendship? Well, in the Force Awakens, it's like you got your boyfriend, you got a boyfriend, so it's good boyfriend, good boyfriend. I know, but no, over time, over time, it might became more friend like, but I feel like there was a bit of a romantic connection there from Finn's side. I think so. For Finn's sake, he he said he wanted to tell Ray something. Um, was that last year that he said that? I can't remember. No, that was that was in Rise of Skywalker. Aye, um, I suppose we'll come to that, but I think it. I think it did become one of a, um, maybe he's in love with or something. I don't know. Mm. We know as strong as that, but um, it's just a weird choice to have Finn and Rose go off 
he's at, he's always pining after Ray. And then Rose got so much hatred from the fans, including the actress, which was harsh because she was just doing what she was told. But see, at the start of Rise of Skywalker, it's like they're going on a mission, and then Rose comes up, and it's like, oh yeah, I need to stay and fix this or whatever it is. And they just I, know, I was like, I, was like I, need, I need to study the maps or something. <laughs> like, like you've been relegated to doing nothing this movie because everyone hates you surely it would surely it would be less awkward if they just didn't have her in it than just have that scene i don't know man it was really weirdly handled like saying right like, passing the baton to baton from different movie to different director i don't know it feels like they just had a plan for one movie and then they were like we'll just see what happens and make it up along the way and then this movie they just took all the ideas that the Force Awakens and just thought, you know what? I don't like that. Wrap that up, and we're just going to run with whatever we want to do. Well, there's one more thing off the top of my head that I really liked, and then Paul can tear it to shreds. Um, I really liked Ray and Ren. It happened in the, the name film as well. They were having like kind of what was it like it was kind of like visions but it was, it was a physical aspect to it like they could hold hands or they could like exchange objects i thought that was a really cool use of the force and i thought the scenes between them were really good uh, as it was well. good um, kind of bring the relationship close didn't it um in terms of like learning about her family and she wanted to know more so everything every time that, that happened it was if like it was a kind of teaser for what's going to happen later on, and it was. I think it was important. Um, so I, I enjoyed that aspect as well. And I mean, Luke came in, seen it happen. He, he wasn't very pleased at all. Oh, but that obviously. Um, can I say one thing? Can I say one thing before Paul tells us <laughs> the shreds? It's probably going to be a good thing because there's one particular thing I didn't like about this film. And Paul might, might even mention that. It's the bit where Leah flies through space. I just don't, don't get me started. <laughs> I just thought, what is happening? It's, it's, it's Mary Poppins, y'all. <laughs> so that one that, that really annoyed me actually. Um, it annoyed me more than general hugs, to be honest with you. Um, I thought nah, there's, no, there's no need for that at all, man. I've got one last thing, but I'm going to let Paul because I will just keep adding them. So Paul. Here to shreds, go. What'd you hate? I never even got sent positive about this film. What happened? Yeah, you, did. you said you liked the Praetorian Guard. You said <laughs> oh, did that? No, no, nothing yeah. else positive. Yeah. <laughs> um, like, like again, like, see, after I came out of the movie, I was like, you know, that's pretty decent. I enjoyed that. It was good. It was good action. Like, I think I was blinded by like how good, not how good the action was, but just like over the top it was and then when i thought about it i was like what was that like so the opening scene like james was talking about with uh like hawks and paul dameron and that just fair enough um but then they have like a squadron of bombers which like fly so slow i've heard you moan about this one before it's so stupid it's it's like it's like the equivalent of like our like in real real life it's like say an aircraft carrier and then there's a bunch of hot air balloons floating towards it with bombs and it's like there's no chance like i don't know it looked cool at the time like it was it made for like a spectacular opening but 
at the same time, like, why would the resistance have these things that just float through space, basically? They're terrible bombers. Like, they used to have Y-wings. What happened to them? Like, they, like these overpowered bombers, but now they've got, like, absolutely naff all. Did they get blown up in The Force Awakens? They do have, like... The resistance do always go on about having well, not defending it, but they have like older tech, like they don't have they're quite strapped for cash. Yeah, but even that man, like they were tech like I know Ryan Johnson was going for like a Battle of Britain kind of vibe, but like I was saying, like they were hot air balloons basically going towards the aircraft carrier. They would have got shot down like way before anything. Um that was Kind of the worst bit for not the worst bit, but the way I think when I look back at it, it annoys me the most. Um, and then like the stuff with Canto Bite, like I feel they're just doing that to shove uh, Finn and Rose like out the way for a bit on a wee side quest that didn't end up making much of a difference. Uh, and this film, Captain Phasma was wasted, like she was in the Force Awakens, looked cool, uh, came back in this, got killed off pretty quick. Gwendolyn Christie as well. Yeah. Is it in this or is it deleted scenes where Finn calls her like Chrome Dome? I think it's in the film. In the theatrical version, yeah. I was like, would some days that I would say Chrome Dome? Can I just add, Paul, I, I get what you mean, but the, the whole going to find the Master Codebreaker just seemed like plot for the sake of plot. But I quite liked Canto Bite as a location. I thought it was quite cool seeing the casino with all the different features. I quite liked the setting, not necessarily the part of the film. Yeah, but if you took all that out, then, you know, it's not really... Like, do you need it? Probably not. Do you know what Do you know what other role Mark Hamill played in that film? Was he the wee thing? The wee He's the wee guy with the monocle that was putting the coins in BB-8. Mark Hamill did the vote. Oh, okay. I, yeah. I can't do that. Well, I think Colin's away. Oh, it's frozen. Oh, yeah. well, just me and you. Look at recording. Look at recording. So there was that. Like you're saying, like Leia flying through space was just like, the fuck is going on here? <laughs> like, why? <laughs> um, what is with this language? Admiral Akbar got killed off and he just got a wee kind of side comment, just like, oh, he died. Everything, all the top command died, including Admiral Akbar. He was like one of the heroes of Return of the Jedi. Um, whole plot of um, Holdo and Poe, like they kind of be many mutiny, and then it was just like it just felt so unnecessary. Mm-hmm. Like surely they've got autopilot for these things instead of like sacrificing all their captains and uh, the admirals and stuff like that. But I still don't really understand. What what the plan was there? I must admit. Yeah, and like, see that whole like basically this whole movie is just like one big space chase, but it's a slow moving car getting chased by like big rigs, and I'm just trying to real world this, and so they just chase them, and I'm like, why doesn't somebody just skip ahead in front of them and cut them off? But instead they're like, oh, we'll just chase, we'll follow them for like hours at a time just shooting for no reason i just felt so it was so boring like i don't know but you know, I think you know this what I mean? film was, was all if this film was all luke ray and ren and the Praetorian guards i agree with you i don't really like the other side of the film like 
Poe's I like Poe but not Poe's side of the film. Yeah, I just felt like it was really like drawn out and unnecessary. Like a lot of that stuff didn't need to happen. Like and then they used the holdo maneuver where they rattle through like an entire fleet. And then in the next movie, like, oh that was all that one in the middle, you can't do that again. Um hmm. but we'll get to that in the next movie. What uh, did you think of a uh, Snook's death scene? Exactly that as well. That was a waste. Like, I, I did, was you, say, did you say Snook? Snooky. Did I say Snook? Snook. Jamesy boy's getting tired. Alright. Let's see in cinema. I was kind of shocked. I was like, whoa, no way. And then after it, I was kind of like, <laughs> he was really cool. Like, oh, why did they just kill him off like so quickly? Like, and then because he's worthless. Yeah, he was work- exactly. So but I did that, like I did like I did like the death scene though. It was good. It was good. I like this um where he's trying like he's trying to read Kylo Ren's mind. Or is like he's reading Kylo Ren's mind, but he's kinda twisting it in his head so he can manipulate the lightsaber. Aye. Aye. Kills his true enemy. Um I've got a quote by the way for when Paul swears in the podcast now. Sacred language, sacred island. Watch the language. <laughs> Luke says it's hard to do too at some point when he swears. <laughs> <laughs> do, 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 do you swear? Do you swear there, eh? No, not there. But earlier on, I was taking notes. All right. Oh, right. Ah shit! Did you watch your pod for that? Um, back for last week. Which one? Big trouble. Yeah, I've watched like eighty percent of it. I've watched like the start and the end, and like most of the middle. Aye, so you'll know you'll know then if you're watching it. It's a pretty clean podcast. Yes. Right. Um, is there any? I'm trying to think if there's anything else just in this one before we jump on to the last one, because uh, this could be an epic podcast lengthwise. Is there any final thoughts on this one? Uh, Negatory. Aye. No, nothing good. Uh... <laughs> I, I've got one actually. Um, why did Huck start to look like a vampire from eight onwards? Do you think he went really pasty? Like he wasn't that pale, he just kinda like styled himself like a vampire in eight onwards. He's a ginger man in space, did he expect? I know he didn't look that pale in the first one. I don't know, he just uh, he did he did seem to get worse as the films progressed. Maybe he was getting ill, possibly. He was just right. a bit I'll get, sorry, I'll get one more thing. Um would you make it Laura Dunn's Laura Dunn's character? I don't like her. No. Yeah, again, another, another waste. And it's just another thing where if she just talked to someone, if she just explained to anyone what was going on, then everything could have been avoided. <laughs> it's just so stupid. I know, it just seemed like yeah. a, a lot, didn't it? it was... That part of the film wasn't good. But I still stand by, I, I like the look stuff. I like the Ray and Ren stuff. I like Signora. I like the Praetorian Guards. And I liked Luke's kind of final battle of sorts. So I did like all that stuff. I didn't like the space chases. I didn't like the co- the humor in this one, and I didn't like the kind of Poe and Holdo yeah. stuff. So, yeah. But did you like the battle on crate? Yeah, I quite liked them using like the old rickety uh, machines and stuff. Um, and and do you think more, Finn, more, more? <laughs> do you think Finn should have been allowed to sacrifice himself rather than getting saved? Yes and no. I did grow quite attached to. It. I think you realise. Do you know it's like see the end of a film 
Do you know? I think you realize you care about the characters when they're about to die. Like in that moment, you're like, I don't want them to die. I didn't want them to die, but I think it would have been a good death scene. Ah, uh, I think personally, should have went. I was kind of hoping we did. Aye, because for, for what you get in the third movie, Amy as well just got bumped off in this film. Uh, <laughs> um, but like, like I said, like you know, like nothing makes sense in this film because you seem speeding towards that, and Rose is nowhere to be seen. And then she just comes out of the left field, wipes them out. And then they're right in front of all the, the walkers. And then somehow they manage to make it back to the base without getting blasted by I all know. these walkers that are about like 50 metres away or something. That annoyed me as well, to be, to be fair. I, I just wish Finn um, sacrificed himself. And then, aye, aye. aye. It was a degradation in his character. Like, just... then, he couldn't, then he couldn't become a, a Jedi in the Lego special. <laughs> <laughs> what happens, is it? Yeah, and the 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 Christmas one, which I need to watch soon actually, that's part of my rotation. Um yeah, that's what he wanted to tell Ray, by the way. Cause you see it in Rise of Skywalker, he like senses when she dies and things like that. So um that's what he wanted to tell her that he was force sensitive. Oh, uh, I thought it was because he loved her, but never mind. No, it was, it was sensitive. But I just thought I'd share a couple of tweets about Last Jedi before we go into the last one. So Chatsunami says visually it looks amazing. Plot wise it's one of the worst because it wants to be its own thing rather than part of a trilogy. There was quite a lot of mess in terms of the directors. Um, Craig from What's the Script says it's a visual masterpiece. Some of the shots are jaw dropping bettered probably only by those in Rise of Skywalker. So Craig seems quite keen on aspects of it. Um, he said me. the plot. He said the plot and pacing is a bag of cats. <laughs> um, and what else have we got? But then, what's the script's main one? So the first one was Craig. Says it's absolutely tragic. Had it not been a midnight screening, an hour's drive from home, I'd have walked out after Leah's Superman through space to see Luke as he was completely destroyed the character before he then fainted to death. I disagree with that second part, as we've discussed. Uh, Me and James liked Luke's arc definitely and didn't and then uh, kenneth it no i can probably read paul did agree i said, I said i didn't mind that yeah i'm, I'm just used to paul disagreeing and kenneth sweeney said sorry kenneth sweeney said oh that was awful there's nothing redeeming about it i said really nothing at all he said nope it was ridiculous <laughs> i was laughing for most of it then he said search your feelings you know it to be true um then I told him to listen to the episode to hear what we liked and didn't like, and he said, we'll do. So thank you, Kenneth Sweeney. Oh, and, oh no, sorry, the next one's about Rise of Skywalker, so we'll get to that. What were you saying, James? I don't know, I can't remember now. Right, we'll, what we... We're Psychic Stars then, given this. Oh, lucky you're here, I forgot about that. <laughs> That's why we brought him on. Hey. <laughs> Who went first of... First time, Paul? Me, Paul me, went yeah. first time. James, you want to go first this time? No, yeah, okay, I'm going to give it a 7.5. Um, so I thought it was better than Force Awakens, personally. Um, I, just, I just think, I know this is going to, there's going to be a lot of people pissed off. Um, I just think it was visually better. I think there was a lot more action in it, even though Paul doesn't, doesn't make sense for me. I enjoyed it. Um, I really liked the scene at the end with Luke Skywalker. Some of the interactions with Ray and Luke were nice. Um, and 
obviously the battle that we spoke about with the the guards. Um, that that whole fight scene, yeah, that whole fight scene was brilliant, man. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna get seven point five, mate. That's a scene I wish I'd mentioned. Um, was the looking layer one? Um, what, some what I'm confused about though. Do you know how he was like a hologram? He kissed her on the head. Did she feel anything, or do you think she didn't feel anything and she twigged what was happening? Because I, I was looking out for that when I watched that scene. Um, oh, do you I mean? think she, she must have knew that he, he was, uh, was because she learns. She does it. She does the same maneuver, does she not? In a sense. To like reach out to Ren and Rise of Skywalker, like when yeah. she dies, yeah, that's probably, I think that's yeah. why she dies. Um, but that's a tearjerker and a half. See when they, they see each other and then he kisses her in the head and says, "No one's ever really gone," which I think is a really nice quote. And and then um, C three PO sees him and goes, "Master Luke." That was a really nice moment as well. So I thought there were some nice wee bits in there. Well, no, definitely. Um. I'll go. Oh, I don't really know, because <laughs> it's a mixed. It's a real mixed bag. If I was rating the highest highs, it'd be really high, but then there's lows. I'll probably go seven, because, as I've mentioned, there's a lot I love, but there's a lot I don't love. I can't go as low as six because I love the things I love too much but I can't go higher than 7 because of the things I don't like so 7 Roger Roger fair enough fair enough uh, I'm going to go 3.5 oh come on seriously alright like, like... <laughs> you don't have a heart confirmed like, see when you don't like half the movie, right? So that's half points off because half the movie is just doesn't make sense and it's boring, right? So that's half half your marks off. Give a point for the Petorian guard fight. Two points for the actual visual effects because they were pretty nice. They're really good. And then half points and generous, 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 generous. I I don't know. It's just like. I, know, like, I get what you mean. It. It's like if you liked some of the, like some people like the look. I think more don't like the look arc than do, but I think you have to like the initial concept. Yeah, really. which I, I don't. Really hard. I don't. Like seeing seen that that scene where they just throws the lightsaber away and just kind of like they built all that up for like a comedic moment. I was like, what did you want look to be like then? Like what what would what would have satisfied you there? I don't know, just not like I don't know, just not like what it was, it's just not grumpy. Have you got something but, have you got something better? I don't know, maybe just about a bit wiser, but maybe a bit more open to like talking about things, maybe because he knows he's made some bad decisions in his life, so mm. why keep it all bottled up and thingy? Why not just talk about it and like teach her not to do the same stuff that he's done? Whereas he's just been a dick. No, I get that. No, I can see what you're saying there. Um, I, I still don't think he should have just been exactly no, I don't, the same. I don't, I don't, no, I don't no think he should have been the same. Problem, but yeah. I think he should have been a bit like maybe he's learned from his mistakes and uh, try to teach other people from his mistakes rather than just being shut off. And like she's obviously came a long way. She's looking, 
try to help his sister. And he's just like, yeah, I'm good. I'm just going to drink my teddy milk. That yeah, was a good scene. A lot of people, like the bit about him, like considering killing his nephew. Yeah, I think it's maybe not the best writing decision, but Luke did consider for a second, like, or he was like smashing his dad to bits, and then he he stopped, looked at his metal hand, and realized he didn't want to go down that route. So, but all kind of unreliable narrator. I quite liked how that scene. There was like three different variations of it from different people's points of view. Um, so we do like what is the true version? Do you know what I mean? Like Ben's recollection and looks were were really different. Yeah, I don't know. I just. Just the way I feel, but like I said, like see if I'd get, see if I'd rated this when I got out of the, the cinema, like straight away, I'd probably been like eight, ten out of ten. But I was with you as well. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, Glasgow. Like, I'm just a stickler. I, I don't know. Like I know, like logic wise, none of these movies make sense. Like it's all just fantasy, and but I like it when things make sense, like like physically, like you know, in Rogue One. Uh, in the space battles, like they do things, and it has like a cause and an effect, and it makes sense. Whereas this one, it's just it seems to be they're doing things just to look good, and it doesn't make sense, and that's what annoys me. I think it's, it's not as a star, as a Star Wars fan, I think just as an action movie fan that annoys mm-hmm. me. Um, like it does look good, but I'm just like, would you really be doing that? Probably not. No, I mean. But that's just me. Right. Let's move on to the last of the trilogy. No, 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 no. Feeling this won't be the longest discussion <laughs> compared to the other ones, but you never know. Um, we'll see how it goes. This is on course to be our longest ever podcast. You're right. All right. What was right, the longest? So- Black Mirror, I think, right? Yeah, this is going to be a lot longer. Not a lot longer. We'll try and not go too long on this one. But, um, right, where do, where do we start here? This is the one I'm least defensive of out of the three. Oh, interesting. Um, well, it's not well, really that interesting. You knew I liked The Last Jedi and you knew I liked Force Awakens. So. <laughs> 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 I don't know. I thought you might like this as well. Um, <laughs> can I just, can I just like one, let you just one thing. As an independent sci-fi movie, if you didn't know anything about Star Wars, you could sit and quite enjoy this film. And I think you can sit and watch it and relatively enjoy it. Fast pace, lots of action. But as a Star Wars film, it has, and you can't ruin Palpatine because he's that iconic, but he was ruined in this movie. Not overall, but he was ruined in this movie. Um, so yeah, I think it's a decent action film, but not a great Star Wars film at all. Yeah. like I know it would be different for you guys because you just quite like the last film, but from the last Jedi to this, it felt like they were trying to put a dumpster fire by pouring some more smelly garbage on it. Uh, but... Um, yeah, I felt like a lot of this movie was just trying to put out the fires of the previous movie. I don't know how you guys felt about that, but I felt like 
you know, you're, we're talking about Rose, like, I think they must have felt, they felt the backlash from The Last Jedi, from that kind of forced romance kind of thing. And they're like, you know what the fans would be happy about? We'll just relegate her to looking at maps and take her out the whole main plot. They'll like that kind of thing. And it just felt like for the whole movie, they were trying to do daffy things to appease fat, like, fan, like fan service things, but it didn't really work for me. Given Chewbacca the medal he was owed from A New Hope. Mm. Yeah. And there's a lot of times in this movie where it was just cheap, like cheap shots. Um, like the scene where Ray Force Lightning's the transport and she thinks Chewie's on it. And it was all like, Jesus, like, Chewie's dead, like, as if it was a big shock. And then, like, a scene or two later, you see Chewie alive and well. So it's kind of like a cheap shot. Like, it wasn't really any suspense in it, right? And you didn't really think about it too much because you literally think he's dead. And then he's alive two seconds later. You don't really feel like that was impactful at all. And it just felt like a cheap kind of dig. But there's a few moments like this movie. Um, but anyway, I'm getting really negative, so you just can kind of... I, I wouldn't have minded the Chewbacca fake-out because, let's be honest, Chewbacca's one of those universally loved Star Wars characters. Did anyone really want Chewbacca to die? I didn't, personally. No. But when they did it with C-3PO as well, like they wiped his memory, then R2's like, here's your memories back. I think one of them should have stuck, probably C-3PO. And I think doing it the fake-out twice in one movie really hurt the film in terms of stakes. Yeah, but as I think both fake-outs were just like, oh, there's, there's a big jeopardy in this. And then like two seconds later, it was like, I know. No, no, it's fine. It's all good. And you're half happy because like, C-3PO can be a bit annoying, but he's still one of the OGs. Um, yeah, by the way, see when that, that scene where he's like, oh, what are you looking at? And he's like, oh, just my friends. Fuck. Oh, they're not my <laughs> friends. Yeah. All your, all your friends have just died in the last two films and you've got one friend. Did you ever did you ever hear the, the 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 thing? It was like Star Wars is just a story of three generations of people bullying C three PO. Which is true. Because Poe Po treats them the exact same way that Han does. Too fairly deserves it. Mm-hmm. I don't, um sorry, I'm just, just gonna say that I don't think anyone believed Chewie was died on that um, on that ship. I mean, I watched it when I first watched it. I'm going, no, he's no god, man. I mean, I, I just knew he would appear somewhere, or there was some sort of twist that he'd be he'd be there. And I don't think the grieving of for, for Chewie at that moment in time was believable either. I don't think you can kill him off air either, like off scene, off camera. Uh, yeah, well, that's true. And I agree with you as well. That one of them should have stuck in terms of the fake outs. Um, I was all prepared for the three um, C3PO one. Do you know what I mean? And I already said that um, the R2D2's his memory storage isn't isn't up too much. So there'd be no chance. there be no chance of you know save save these memories, and and it did. Do you know what I mean? So I think C3PO should have um, had. Definitely had his memory wiped after doing the, the, the Sith translation, um, and also I agree with you, Paul, mate. That the friends—they're not his friends, man. He just—he just what he met them. I swear, I, I, told him, but I kept it back. Um, he, he just met them. 
You know what I mean? Sacred <laughs> Island, watch the language. <laughs> <laughs> so, aye, that, that was crap. That, 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 I'd accept it if I just went be looking at like, oh, just my associates. Let's dial back a bit. I think it worked quite well talking about the things we liked and then things we didn't like. And I think with this one, I think we need to start with things that we like, what things we liked. Because there's less of them for me than in the other two films, but there's still things that stands out. So, Paul, is there, is there anything you liked about this film? Sorry, Paul, what things did you like about this film? Uh, I liked... Um, what I'm saying, the visuals, again, were really good for this movie. Um, I like the kind of vibrancy of the, the festival that they went to. Mm-hmm. On the planet like that, it was a kind of nice change of pace from the kind of dull mechanical uh, settings of like the the star destroyers and stuff. So I quite like that. Um, I like Kerry Russell's character. What was her name again? Zora. Zo- Zori Bliss. Zori. Zori. I only I only remembered that really because I just watched it like earlier today. Um, I quite like her character. I'd, I'd like to see more of her character, but I thought she was. Do, quite do you think she was like a? Do you think she was like a like a Power Ranger? Oh, you bet I. Maybe that's why I like her. Uh, and then after that, I guess he's that kind of sun on the ground. Um, what did I like? What did I like? You need to come back to me on that one because you think you need to through my brain of what was enjoyable. I might get more once you talk about it. Yeah. What about you, James? I, I liked um, when you first seen Lando come back. Oh yes. Yes, and that was like yes, and so I enjoyed the reintroduction of Lando. Um, also, liked um, I did. I liked it. And I did like it. See at the end, and um, you know, they're celebrating and all that. I think that's that was quite nice, but I think it went too long. Personally, it was like I felt like it felt like ten minutes of just pure celebration that they oh we've. If he's the first order, man, oh, and it just felt like a like a not very good copy and paste of the indoor celebrations, didn't it? Because it was it was in the trees as well. Aye, that's true. That's true. Um, it's nice to see the Ewoks, though. <laughs> uh, I like the the bit where Han so looking back. Yes, it was, it was Ben's memory, and then that was the, that was the moment he turned and he was. He was, he was going to, um, kill Palpatine. Yeah, I, that that was cool to be fair. And that like the whole visual of that whole like you know like the the water and that splashing over as well. I just thought that was a really good scene. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that one, James. She's just before it. was the fight. I never And they were like flipping over the water was coming. Mm-hmm. They were flipping over the you know. Uh, I think that, that was good visually too. But then just after that, when Han Solo appeared and it was his memory, he threw away the lightsaber. And then that that was him. He was Ben. And then so that was a good moment, I think. Because it was the exact like inverse of the scene from Force Awakens where he's like, I know what I need to do, but I don't know if I can do it. And this time he makes a different decision. It's pretty it was pretty tragic, I think. This is more skipping to the end, but I think they should have kept Ray dead. Not because I don't dislike her, but I think Ben had such a short spell of being Ben Solo on the screen. We had literally like 10 minutes, if that. 
Um, I'd love to have seen a lot more of Ben Solo as a character. What did you What did you think of Raylo at the end? Awkward. That wasn't really needed, was it? No, that was forced. I think, wasn't it? Yeah, forced. Uh, for a couple of people who've been trying to kill each other for the past two and a half movies. Uh... <laughs> I don't know. There was there was always like, I think when he was being Ben. There was a connection, but then when he was doing being Kylo, like I think there was like, a bit like the Anakin Vader, there was like kind of two sides to him. I know, but God bless her, man. She'll, she'll look over a lot of flaws. <laughs> I liked um, just to push that button for mass genocide on several planets from Starkiller Base, but you know, he's a wee winch. I didn't like a lot of the end, but I quite liked because see, if you watch it on Disney Plus. It tells you who all the Jedi that are speaking to her are, and you get like Kanan from Rebels. You get like Ela Secura that gets taken down in Alusha. You get Mace Mace Windu, Ahsoka. Um, I like that. Originally, there was meant to be Force Ghosts, like Force Ghost Qui Gon, etc., instead of just the voice. But I kind of think the voices work better, maybe instead of seeing loads of random faces. Mm, yeah, I don't know, maybe. So I mean, Ahsoka's dead. I wouldn't. Mm, Ahsoka's good at jumping back and forward between uh, being dead and alive, so I wouldn't. I wouldn't read too much into that. I think it works personally with the voices because uh, with, I, I think if it was the other faces as the post ghost, I think that there'd be too much complaint. We complaining about that as well, mate. I think. So I think, mm. the, I think the, the actual voices. Quite quickly as well, wasn't it? It was, like, it was, it was quite. Uh, so I think that worked better for me. I think I maybe caught two, possibly three of them. But when you actually watch it on Disney Plus, there was about more than ten of them talking. So I watch really all my, need... I watch all my films and TV shows with subtitles on. So we could do an episode on that. The benefits of subtitles. <laughs> It's just because um, I've got a bad hearing, to be fair, man. So I just kind of, um, I've just used to it. It's, it's becoming, like, I did absolutely love that hand Solo scene. Oh, another scene before we get on to the, the many negatives of this one is um, Luke is the Force Ghost, where he catches the lightsaber and pulls the X-Wing out of the swamp. I don't understand, though, how the X-Wing, after being in the water for that long, is good to go right away. I thought it would maybe dry out for a bit or get some TLC. Ah. Waterproof. Do you know waterproof? Up to, up to two meters. It was... Um, I, I like that scene. And I liked when eventually all the... I got a few... A wee bit of it. Although I didn't like the story of this film. I got a wee like, chill when all the other ships arrived and there's suddenly loads of them. And it's like, and I really like Lando's speech to Poe about how they survived. We had each other. Like I thought that seemed really emotional just after Leia died as well. So I think the legacy characters were all used pretty well. Han, Luke, Leia as best she could based in the circumstances. Yeah, I still don't, I still don't understand how she was because I thought she died. She died before Rogue, just before Rogue One came out. So I assume they'd already filmed Last Jedi, and then they just used like segments of her stuff from the first two and the third and the third one. I think something like that happened. Yeah. I think it would be better if they just killed her off. And last, uh, Jedi. Last, last Jedi when she 
got blown out the ship instead of yeah. doing that scene and making it a bit weird. I uh, thought it was quite cool that we find out that she was a Jedi, although when we've seen her in Force Awakens, you never would have guessed that she'd actually trained as a Jedi. So I don't know if it seemed a bit shoehorned in. I don't know. Just that's by the by, I think. Um, um, see, you're talking about legacy characters, like just a wee stupid one, but like, see Lando towards the end when he's talking to the, was it an ex Stormtrooper or something? Ah, sorry. It kind of alludes to her being his daughter or something, doesn't it? I think, I think it was confirmed that it is. Right. But see that whole exchange does not come across a wee bit creepy as if he's chatting her up. A wee bit. I, I think so. I'll give you that. I think I think well, this film. I think this film had a lot of. <laughs> do you think it had a lot of abandoned ideas? There was that which I think was meant to be bigger. There was what Finn wanted to tell Ray, which is never actually revealed. It's just kind of hinted at. There was like Hux as a spy, which was quite underwhelming. I just felt that there was quite a lot of things that they kind of and the new Imperial guy, who's quite a well-known actor, is it Richard E. Grant? Uh, yes. He wasn't really developed much either, I don't think. Um, I think it was all right, actually. I disagree with that. I, think I mean, was... like, I think he was. We could have seen more of him. Like, it would have been good to have seen more of him, maybe. And he obviously um, killed General Hugs. He was a spy. I thought, I thought that bit yeah. was a bit laugh as well, to be honest with you. That he was just a spy. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't really particularly like that, but I'm glad he was shot. He died anyway. But no, it's. Uh, sorry, may I continue? We talk about when we talk about Palpatine now. How much did you hate it? I hated it. Uh, the whole yeah. thing from start to finish. I, I don't know why. I don't know why they felt the need to do that. To be honest with you, he's one of the I, most iconic I, villains of all time, and he, that was just it. Just looked weird as well the whole time, and like yeah. I can't wait for my granddaughter to come home. It was good seeing the actor again. It was pretty cool seeing him for like nostalgia wise, but it didn't make sense at all. And like, see when he uses his lightning, can you not turn it off? Like, cause that's, that's three films where he's been frying somebody, they shot it back at him, and then he's just like, oh, oh. I just don't understand what he's wanting to achieve because one minute he wants to, what he wants Ray to like become the empress and then when she fights back he's like oh, i'll just kill you then like, i wasn't really sure what he was trying to achieve what I his just, goal was uh my interpretation was that uh, he was going to let her kill him and by doing that mm-hmm. she was trying to use obviously go to her and kill her kill, try to kill him by saying these things and was he going to take over her body is that what was going to happen because i thought that's what was i thought that was going to happen like how's Spirit's going to take over. Ray, I thought I could just be making up. I can't remember the film. I'm not sure, mate, to be honest with you. I, I just thought that, and then when she goes to kill him, he's, he's defending himself. And then obviously, that's when she puts the lightsaber away. And then that's the when, when Ben comes in. I thought that scene was pretty good. No, no, because she gave him the, because that, that was through the, the force. Yeah, I like that. He took the saber. And then you got away from the, um, who, who was he fighting again? The Knights of the Ren. Uh, Knights of the Ren, that's what it was. So I, so another, another cool <laughs> forgotten about character. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I just, the whole 
I know it's became a meme, but the whole somehow Palpatine returned. And then he uses the really cool line from Revenge of the Sith, like, um, what is it? The dark side of the force is a pathway, that one. Um, I really wanted to love it. And I loved, I was really looking, I was really looking forward to Rise of Skywalker based on the trailers because they used Palpatine in that. But it was just a dumpster fire, really, wasn't it? The whole Palpatine angle. I just, I didn't like the last battle at all because. It was the same year Endgame came out, wasn't it? And they just totally like redid the whole Iron Man Thanos bit. Like, I am all the Sith, I am all the Jedi. That bit's aye. just horrific. That's yeah, true. aye. It was just, it just, I don't know. Everything just felt really lazy. I remember coming out of this film and, like, you know, I was saying, like, I love the movies. Um, and I remember tweeting up at my Facebook or something. I remember saying, like, this movie's good if you just turn your brain off and don't think it's just a Star Wars movie. Because, it's that, yeah. yeah, it's just because, like, it just throws everything under the bus, like, of what's been built before, even more than The Last Jedi. And it's, I don't know, it just feels like it's trying to correct too many things and not being its own thing, it doesn't go in its own direction and just leaves the whole kind of Star Wars story. On a sour note. Oh, uh, yeah. I fell asleep during it, so that's actually rewatching it. Right. We need to talk about how does the Death Star get exploded into tiny pieces and then a large chunk of it lands on Endor? It's a good question. And, who made, that, and who made the wonderfully crafted knife to point you in the exact location? Alec, how would you know where to stand in the first place? It's just pure luck. Right. It's just uh, a MacGuffin. It's a MacGuffin. So it just happens. Um, I stand right here and I'll just point the knife. Oh, that's there. Let's go. No. Did, <laughs> did you notice who played Ray's mum? Oh, I can't oh, remember. Oh, yeah, actually, I don't know who was Jody, that. Jodie Comer. She's in that show, uh, Killing Eve. That's it, as I mm. I recognised her. She's a scouser. Scouser, that's right. Um. What did you make of it? Because like they obviously banged on, and this was one of the biggest transitions from the Last Jedi that she was um, a nobody, and they really drummed that in, and then they totally went the other way. There's no way she was meant to be Palpatine's granddaughter from the very start. Nah, I think it was just the. I don't know. I really don't know what was what the, the plan I didn't, was. I just I think anytime they mentioned it, it just sounded when he was like, "I can't wait for my granddaughter to come home." And then like, um, there was a bit when like <laughs> Ren saying, "You're his granddaughter." I don't know why saying, see if it had been he'd been Palpatine, she'd been Palpatine's daughter. I don't think that sounds as weird as the granddaughter. But I don't know. Is that just me or is that a thing? Actually, for me, man, it just it feels like they're just making up as they go along. I mean, I, I don't know, mate. I didn't like it. I think it should have been. You kind of got the impression, though, through the films that this is me just kind of playing the advocate here. That they were trying to build this. I mean, you kind of keep saying that she was a nobody, and then have these mad skills. You know what I mean? I think there was there's potential there, and then. Whether or not they decided to put her in his um, big palpa palps, his granddaughter, 
I don't know, mate. No, I mean, but I just felt it was just a bit naff. I didn't, I didn't like it. Um, yeah. Would I have liked it for just to have been nobody and just kind of, I don't know, man. But I, I, I know what you're saying. The granddaughter thing does sound is it sounds worse, doesn't it? Yeah. Than just a daughter. I think it's because you picture like a grandparent being really like giving you sweets and being just a really sweet person, but then it's Palpatine. You're trying to imagine him being <laughs> a grandpa. Do you know what I mean? Aye. Um, He's, yeah. a, he's, a, think, he's a quid, Granda. He's a quid. <laughs> one thing I did, one thing I did like that I just remembered is, I like Ray's yellow lightsaber at the end of the film. I like that color. Yeah, I don't mind that. Yeah, no, it was cool. She, um, she's she's meant to be leading one of there was like three new films announced. There's the Dawn of the Jedi, which is set like the origins of the Force, which sounds quite interesting. There's the Dave Filoni one, which is like the come like the conclusion of the Mandoverse, and then there's Ray one that's set after the episode nine. Um, yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what goes there. Yeah. You see, Filoni's been made the kind of creative director of all Star Wars yeah. movies. Congratulations, yeah. Dave, friend of the channel. <laughs> have, you got, have you got his signature or not? No, I don't. <laughs> I, don't I don't know. Um, I think I'll reach out to Twitter. We might think of a few more things just off the back of that. This was the hardest one to get comments for, by the way. Um, Cody Dub said, it was, dot, dot, dot. I said, don't leave me in suspense. And he says, that's the best thing I can say about it, lol. Um, so that's what he said. Um, Do you think it's, nobody wants to um, attach to this film because it'll give, it'll give them a bad name. Yeah. So I understand. Uh, they said that Turkey came back and said, when it comes to Star Wars as a whole, this is the bottom for me. Um, I know JJ had to build off The Last Jedi. This just wasn't the right direction. What's the script? Just put a, a gif saying, son, just don't. <laughs> um, the Comfortable Spot podcast said, one of the worst movies ever. Maybe one of the worst Star Wars movie. I don't know. It was one of the worst movies ever. Um, had me laughing out loud along with people in the cinema. When you look at Andor, you realize that the people behind us were morons. Um, <laughs> Sons and Shadows cast said it was a movie. Uh, somewhere in the movie, the ideas seem obviously relegated to the background. I think we've mentioned that as if there was a better idea that was abandoned. The movie struggles with itself, the cast, the script. Do, do, do. Um, Craig, what's the script said? Visually excellent. The Fallen Death Star be my favorite scene to look at. It's one of the biggest cinematic failings to be put on the big screen with regards to lore, canon, and writing. Craig, say what you say what you feel. Geeky <laughs> Dad podcast said it looked pretty. That's about it. And Strachan said felt more like a Marvel movie than a Star Wars film. Um, thinking about it makes me sad. I would agree. I think it's got kind of Endgame vibes, for it's not being as good as Endgame. No not, that Endgame, not that Endgame's that great. I don't think it's as good as a lot of other Marvel films, but that's just me. Yeah. And like, like I said about The Last Jedi as well, like, there's a lot of stuff that they just shoehorn in just because they think it'd be a cool idea. And it doesn't pay up. Like, all the Star Destroyers being on that planet and they can only leave because there's one antenna on the ground. And then they're like, oh, we can't. Was it they can't bomb it or something? So they need to attack it on the ground. So they've got horses. Aye. And like, why can't you attack it from there? <laughs> and then they're like, oh, uh, oh, it's been deactivated. And like Finn, is it Finn? Is like, oh, it'll be on that ship over there. 
out of the bazillion Star Destroyers that are here. It's on that one. So they land the horses on the ship just to look cool. It just it's so daft, man. I can't I can't hack it. I'm gonna crack up. I'm gonna smack it. <laughs> it's maybe it's maybe a good oh we need to do the seismic scores for this from right. So Colin, you go first time. Yeah, I'll go first. Am I reading it as a movie or a Star Wars movie? Star Wars movie. A Star Wars movie. Mm-hmm. I'll probably give it a... Three point five. Oh, down low. It's my least favourite of the three by far. I think that's probably the lowest score you've ever given anything ever in the hundred episodes we've done. I just think there's there's a couple of good moments. I like Lando, I like Han, I like some opposed moments, but just the whole Palpatine thing just ruins it for me. Like I will still watch it because it's Star Wars, but it's probably at least my second least favorite Star Wars film, Attack of the Clones, runs it close. Yeah, it's, so this it's is enjoy- a better it's movie. Enjoyable. It's, enjoy- it's, enjoyable. it's enjoyable to watch, but it just shits mm-hmm. over everything that's yeah. ever came before it. Like, well, Attack of the Clones is a better story. Again, yeah, it's got the worst story. It's better looking than the prequels. I think all yeah. the sequels are better looking than the prequels. But it would definitely be in like my bottom two films, bottom two um, Star Wars films. What's your other bottom one? Attack of the Clones. Attack of the Clones is probably near the bottom. That's fair enough. Um, we can maybe do a, a modern ranking at some point. That could be fun. I'll go next then. Um, so, so I gave Force Awakens 7. Last year, I like 7.5. I think... This one, I'm going to give it an 8 point. Just joking. Um, <laughs> <laughs> going to give it a, a 6. I think uh, for me, it's not, it's too strong. I know, but I'm. You're not as sweaty as us. No, exactly. So I, I need to. you be more critical for me. I'll just sniff his armpit for any audio listeners. <laughs> so it's. Quite clearly, the weakest day three, in my opinion. Um, it's I felt it's quite rushed, and the fact that you know, I just didn't feel it was as gripping as as the last two. So, um, and there was obviously um, plot holes everywhere, um, but the moments that I liked, obviously, we spoke about it. Han Solo with Ben. The inverse of what he said from the Force Awakens, um, the Lando being back, you know, it just it brought back good characters. I just didn't like um, the fake outs, really. Yeah. So, and I think I agree with you, Colin. One of them should have stuck. Don't just do that to us. I think you got you got to try and, you know. Go the full way with one of the characters, and it should have been C three PO, I think. But yeah, so I gave it a six, did I say? Uh, yeah, six. 
What about you, Paul? Uh, so what did I give Last Jedi? 3.5? No. Oh, I'm going to have to go with that too or something. <laughs> <laughs> you've, you've put yourself in that corner there, haven't you? Yeah, that was... Yeah. Two 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 <laughs> I'll give it two because it looks good. But other than that, I, I don't know. Like, I'd probably say, like James is, was alluding to earlier, I'm probably a bit more severe on it because I like the Star Wars movies. And from what's came before it, I feel like this is just such a big downgrade. Like the characters just fell off a cliff. Like Finn, from being like the most interesting character in the first one to me, just was relegated to a guy that shit stands in the background shooting Ray for the whole movie. That's all he does, shit Ray. And that's it. He puts, puts me in mind the um, Michael from Lost. Why does he shoot Walt? <laughs> Walt! Walt! I get, I get that reference. <laughs> hey. So, I, you should have just died in the second one, Paul. When do, when do we do our Lost, our Lost podcast, by the way? That'd be great fun. We need to get me sorted. Me sorted, man. I should have died the second one. Aye. Like he done that. Then he introduced things like force healing and stuff, which kind of just makes the other films when all these all powerful Jedi had all these powers. Yeah, exactly. Like this means all that could have been avoided. Um like Raylo was just like just everything was forced, man. There was just nothing forced. Yeah. <laughs> like it just felt they were trying to put out too many fires that had been created by the first film. Then they do it well and then they just didn't have a clear direction what was going on. Like the lazy night and bringing back Palpatine. Like yeah, I just didn't enjoy it. I'm actually surprised I didn't try and kill off Lando as well, just to complete the Lando and Lando and Shane the same thing. Like, there you go. That's everything that you loved. The legacy. Aye, but Aye. um if Lonnie gets to go ahead, if he gets to do what he wants to do, then I'm more optimistic for the future of Star Wars. Like you've seen like the TV shows like I absolutely love Andor. That's like one of my most favourite Star Wars things of all time. And uh, Mando's good degraded a wee bit from the start but i think that's maybe just because the ideas are getting a bit samey um, but overall i think star wars is a good place because for years we didn't have it and so i'm in, i'm enjoying it it's just these films just didn't hit the mark for me we've got a final wee comment from cinematic leap who says that rise of skywalker had some good moments however suffers from the quality of the franchise as a whole uh visually excellent though yeah, I that's one thing you kind of complain about. Like, whoever did the, the special effects department done a cracking job for like everything they're meant to do. It's just this movie suffers from poor writing and poor mm. your scripts just terrible. Right, that mean, let's give our scores for the trilogy as a whole, which is quite quite challenging. But I'm going to attempt it. Yeah, I'm going to go. Six point five. I was gonna go seven, but Rise of Skywalker like brings it down too much. I would say because I think Force Awakens is like a solid eight out. Of, I can't remember. Did I give. It? I think I give it an eight, eight out of ten film. Rise of uh, Last Jedi. I love a lot of it, so I couldn't put it lower than six because of that. I'd like to have given it seven, but I think Rise of Skywalker for balancing it out. Um, but I think. 
the production issues were the big challenge. I think if JJ had done the whole trilogy or Ryan Johnson had done the whole trilogy or people just hadn't been trying to like contradict one another, then I think it could have been better. I think the whole concept would have to have been rewritten in terms of like reusing the Stormtroopers, Death Stars, etc. For it to be like peak. So I think I think six point five is fair in terms of the whole trilogy, in my opinion. It's fair enough, man. Fair enough. Yeah. I get you mean about the stormtroopers, like the whole concept. I think they played it a bit safe because mm-hmm. they wanted to get the audience back. I think that's maybe why it was, but yeah, soft, I wonder how soft, you soft reboot. Yeah, yeah. What about you, Jamesy boy? Are you going for? I'm gonna give it a seven out of ten. Hey. Um, oh, we didn't mention Babu Freak. No, no, so I'm getting seven out of ten, man. Um, so I think first week we can seven, last year they seven point five and gave Wes Skywalk six point five. So I think I'm being fair to it. Um, I'm going to get a 7 out of 10. And it's very much covering the same points as Scotland. I mean, there was the good bits we spoke about, the, the bad bits. Obviously, you think because of this, this, the Star Wars geeks in you's, um, <laughs> you, you ranked it a, a lot lower than I did, but I still enjoyed the films, you know what I mean? I still enjoyed the films, even though I, I did fall asleep during the third one, or the ninth one. So, <laughs> I'm going to get I. Seven out of ten, man. I'm just kind of rambling on here. Seven out of ten. Fair enough. Paul, you've got uh, to go lower, by the way, just because of your numbers. <laughs> if you if you don't, it just ruins the whole podcast. On average, <laughs> on average across all three, I'm going to give it a nine. Uh, <laughs> I did sit beside you in higher maths. That's true. Aye, over two years. Oh no, that's me. It was in two years. No, I, I did um, it too, but I wasn't in your class the first year. That's irrelevant. Alright, <laughs> two dummies together. Um, overall, as a trilogy, I'd probably say a four point five. Just a four. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think, like Force Awakens, I did, I do love Force Awakens. I really like that. Um, but the other two just are so subpar for me. That the other one can't can't hold it up that much. Um, like five is a decent average kind of movie for me and because the last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker below par for me and I kind of, I kind of put it as average so I'm putting it as a four just doesn't hit the mark for me man unfortunately like I want, I want to love it I do like across the three films let's say it looks amazing but the choices they make it just goes from like I don't know, they just don't know what they want. They just don't know what they want at all. And, like, it looks like they're building something and then they just crash it down straight away in the next film. Build something, crash it straight down in the next film. And it just, it's just so inconsistent and so stop start that, yeah, I just kind of get behind it. So, four for me. Cool. Fair enough. Right. Um, this has been an epic. One last thing is being our 100th episode, I put a wee post on just to try and get some get some love from some people and we've got a few comments um oh, so man. project Bo- what's that Hello, love. 
<laughs> Project Football Podcast, who uh, me and Paul have been on theirs. We've set in wee clips and they were on for dodgeball. Um, they said, massive congratulations on hitting the century. Had a great time recording the dodgeball episode. Keep it going, lads. The Grey's Taproom Podcast, who we had on for Texas Chainsaw Massacre, said, happy 100. Craig from What's the Script said, congratulations, boys. Been a pleasure getting to know you all. Here's to the next 100. And Strachan said, well done in reaching 100. You guys did so well to stay so consistent. Uh, favorite memory is ranking the Harry Potter films and this, the movie soundtrack ranking. They were some good fun in the early days as well. I do miss the soundtrack ranking was good. I, I listen to it, James, if you haven't. Sorry? You should listen to us ranking movie and TV soundtracks. It's hilarious. We, we're singing it. All right, okay. I'll, um, I'll put it in my... <laughs> it was pre-video days. It's just audio. Right, okay. Um, so, yeah, I think I think that's about us. Um, so this will come out. Well, no one cares when it'll come out because I'm speaking in the past or future or whatever. Um, Seismic Soccer, episode three is out after this. And then we're doing some Christmas movies, aren't we? Elf and Home Alone 3 is the plan. And then I'll be Christmas break. Christmas break. Woohoo. Yep. Elf and um I so Paul's hosting the Seismic Cinema. Uh, sorry, Seismic Soccer. Um Paul, didn't you? Maybe get yep. some that's gonna be even more of a dumpster fire than this, the sequel trilogy. <laughs> We're gonna get folk on there on the socials to get some ideas as well, man, to a quick repeat. Um I think we've got a few ideas at our sleeve. Financial fair play. <laughs> Here you go. <laughs> So the FX is going to be put in place with the Everton thing, the Everton scandal, so we can discuss that. Um, I think there's a... Is Gary going to come on, on the pod for this one? I think so, yeah. I think so, yeah. yeah. And maybe talking about the squad, the Scotland squad going to Germany, mm. the movers and shakers and who could and who couldn't. Aye, aye, I could do that. Possibly. I think Colin no, wants to talk about Jack Bol- the Jack Butlin Appreciation Society, probably. Yeah, well, why not? Um, so yeah, um, it's been a, been a long one, but I've enjoyed talking about the sequels. With you guys, I think we, I think we were pretty balanced in the things we liked and didn't like. Well, me and James were. Uh, sorry, Paul, John. Um, <laughs> but we'd love to hear everyone else's thoughts, continued thoughts, and thanks to everybody who reached out to to get in touch. And um, we're glad to make it to a hundred and looking forward to continuing over the next wee while. Yeah, here's to, to 100 more, but no more than that. Keep listening. <laughs> Keep listening. Keep on watching. <laughs>